Welcome everybody to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. And today we are starting Words of Radiance. And we're going to be coming from Prologue to Chapter 5. Yes, sir. Um, and I think I would like to pat myself on the back because I think I had made this uh, prediction or, I don't know, I don't know if prediction is the right word, but like I was saying, like I feel like we're going to get more POVs of the Gavlar's assassination, which we did. Mm-hmm. Which we right did. Right off the prologue. Right off the back, too, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, and I had a feeling it would be uh, some, like, I thought it was going to be, like, kind of peppered throughout the series, but it seems like what they're probably going to do is that every prologue for every book is just going to have a different POV of that same event, which I think is actually kind of cool. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I actually I actually thought this is all we're going to get. I, th- I think this is all we're going to get. And then yeah. we'll get one explanation later on. But I don't know if it's going to be a prologue, but. Um, this was really cool to see Yasna not being the tough self that she usually is, but, you know, in her mind. Yeah, um, it's nice seeing POV from her, her side, just because, I don't know, she just seems, I don't know how to explain it, she just seems, like, kind of higher, she does have a holier-than-thou attitude, for sure, mm-hmm. but I like seeing POVs from those types of people, just to see how they are they actually judgy like that in their minds or are, do they just play that character for certain reasons? Um, but yeah, no, I'd like this POV a lot from her because we could see her go into presumably shades more the first time. Cause it mm-hmm. seemed like she's never been there before and the beads. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't know what to make of that place. Uh, What's with like, the beads? That That's yeah, my question. That, is, yeah. Is the the beads, beads is what really does it for me. Like, if it's like a cognitive realm or a spiritual realm or whatever, like, what's with the beads? Like, what is? Is it just an infestation of? Uh, is that the? Is that the? Is that the representation of the corruption within that realm? Right. right? Or is, is that like? It sounds like it always sounds like they're drowning in it. So to me, it's right, like is that right. are the beads that are water. I mean, if we're gonna put human aspects to a right. cognitive thing, like, sure, is sure. it just water? Yeah, you're drowning in something. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, but she also sees some people with sharp blades and I don't, they don't really say who that is. So no, I have no, like, I'm sure that they're going to be pretty relevant in the coming, you know, if story. they're not dead already. Right. Yeah. Um, but they also, we do get confirmation and we kind of talked about this last book and I think I was wrong where I had said that I don't think that the Prashendi themselves actually were behind the the attack on Gavlar, right? Because it didn't make much sense. Right. It, and at the risk of being, like, spun around on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so you think it was the Parshendi? Still, I, I don't, or not? Part of me is, like, I, I, I think I'm being kind of tricked. But the thing is that those three leaders uh, that were there representing... The Prashendi is part of the mm-hmm. whole party thing. Mm-hmm. And the night of Gavlar's assassination, they admitted it. Yeah, we were the ones who did it. But they were kind of somber in the way that they admitted it. So part of me is still like, so, so, okay, they did it, but they, there was a reason that they had done it. And it seemed like they respected right, Gavlar right, because Gavlar right. really took the time to learn their culture yep. and whatnot. So it's just, it seems even more improbable that they would do this. 
Um, I just, I really don't understand. And I, I know that we're not supposed to, so I'm just throwing it out there. Bitball. Like, yeah, it, I just, I don't, there's something missing. Is, and, I guess. You know, awesome. like the Parshindi could have been privy to, you know, it, we don't know all about Gavilar. We really don't. We just know, we just know on the surface, it seems like what Gavilar was all about. Now, I mean, he could have not been the person that everybody in the books and everybody so far that's, you know, as far as we know, he might not be that person, the honorable, whatever. Like, he could have had bad intentions. We just don't know. Yeah. I don't. So do you think that, is that your current, like, prediction then, I guess? Like, are you thinking that Gavilar was not a great guy? No. Maybe. I mean, my my prediction is that the Pershindi, just like you were, they had a reason that they did it. Obviously, because maybe something within their own faction would have gone amiss. So, again, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I know enough to make the inference that we're not seeing everything, or we're not, we don't know everything that can be um, inferred about how that happened or why yeah. that happened. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was, uh, I don't know, it was, that one was hard to really. Like, kind of, like, walk myself through, right? Because you, you have this bloody war with Alethgar. You form a treaty. You start the fighting. And then you hire an assassin to kill the guy you just signed a treaty with. And and they seem, again, they seem kind of somber about it. They even apologize to Yasna. Mm-hmm. So, it, I don't know. And and coincidentally, that same assassin was is hired later by Taravangian to kill the kings of other kingdoms right like what are the chances right so i don't know um, i mean it, maybe it was taravangian all along pushing yeah the that, that's or... and that's what i'm thinking like is it taravangian all along who's kind of like i wouldn't even say tricked or maybe he blackmailed the parshendi and like the parshendi had no choice but to do it and that, that's why they were somber it's like right. we had to, we were forced to kill a guy right from the treaty with so that that could be it. I don't know. I'm just again a terrible situation. But I yeah. mean, you, they almost like my thing is that there's always a way. There's always a second option. You didn't have to do it. So my thinking is is that the Parshindi couldn't be that dumb. So like there there has to be an underlying exuberant reason of some sort that they have they had to do it. Yeah, if that's um, the right word for it. And I wonder if they continue these POVs from different uh, perspectives of this event. We're probably not going to know the answer until probably book five, right? If we're going to get, <laughs> we might be able that. to, we might be, no, 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 and I'm all, to be honest, I'm totally okay with that. We might be able to piece together more and more, of course, mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. Uh, as we're reading the book itself. I don't think that all the answers are going to be hidden in just the prologues, but we might be able to piece together more and more. But I think book like if we're just gonna keep up this, uh, um, the pattern of right POVs for the assassination, I think we're just gonna continue getting more and more pieces all throughout the five books. And for those of you listening, um, <laughs> it, there are ten books. I, for those of you who don't know, there are ten books, but the first five are said to be kind of like one arc, and then the second five are gonna be another arc. Oh, so there's gonna be more. Oh, yeah, there's okay, gonna be see, ten books total. So that yeah. I wasn't privy to that information. But that's yeah. awesome. I didn't know. I mean, that's so cool because now I have like, now I can be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. I look forward to. Oh, yeah. There's definitely know. something to look forward to for sure. I'm, I'm 
excited for her. But anyways, let's continue. Um, Shalon going home, or not going home, but she's traveling with Yasna on the mm-hmm. ship, and not much happens here. To be honest, this whole session, there's not going to be a whole lot that we can kind of go over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Santhid was really cool. For those of you who are listening on audiobook, you guys, I highly recommend looking up a picture of the Santhid. It's a really, really cool sea creature. Apparently, it's very uh, rare, even. And mm-hmm. uh, the sailors even look at it as good luck, which I guess is a good thing, as opposed to looking at it as bad luck. <laughs> um, yeah, right, but I mean, I guess. It seems to me that this was also highlighting Shalon's growth as she's starting to become a little bit more of a firm woman like no i asked you to show it to me and you're going to show it to me right right now um and i think she's trying to learn to be a little bit more assertive similar to yasna and yasna even told her right right like even if you were in the same position as me you wouldn't have gotten what you wanted because you just act too meek basically right so and you consider that weak or just more like passive (sighs) I think like in this passive. in these types of scenarios, I think that they're kind of one and the same. Um, I do think people can learn to be a bit more assertive in general, right? Like you'd be surprised how much you can get by just asking people, right? And not in a not even way. yeah, not even in a, like you don't even need to be rude about it or like you know. Oh, I'm a, I'm a leader. Like, do you have any idea who I am? Like, you don't need to be a Karen about it, right? But just <laughs> that you, that's the word you use, Karen. Yeah, you don't need to be a Karen about it, or anything like that. You you could literally just ask, and you there's um, it's amazing what you can do by just asking people. Like, hey, right. can I do this? Right. And or hey, you know, can you add this? Fee-? Like, so I will actually email developers of apps and whatnot or websites, and they'll be like, hey. I'm having this issue or, Hey, can you add this feature? And there've been people who like, Oh, I didn't even think about this. Thanks for letting me know. And I added it. It's, it's so again, the worst that they can say is no. And here they did say no initially, but she kind of really put her foot down and she got what she wanted. Uh, it was good character growth. Yeah. And I hope it, we continue to see it. Um, maybe not her, turn her into another Yasna because I think the world can only really handle one. Handle one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I do hope that we can see just a little bit more of a firm, assertive Shalon. Right. And I mean, I'm assuming, and this is me assuming, so you know what that means, yeah. that that she's learning this because she's going to need it come yeah. future events. You know, yeah. like she can't be this passive... No. Oh, I just want to learn. I just want to do this and go back to what I'm doing. With it's the a, coming, with the coming of the Everstorm, we can't have weak people, right? Right. right. Like, and, and if she if has she, a shard blade, which oh, which by the way, oh. she has a shard blade, right? And like, are, are you have you come over to my side on that, or are you still? You think she has a shard blade? I hundred percent think she has a shard okay, blade. Okay, you have to explain that to me a little bit. Again. Well, because or, in the last in the last book, she does a whole ten breaths thing. Ah, uh, see, and you know what? I picked up on that. And or ten again, heartbeats. Yeah. Again, that's fine. But from what we know, the only way to get a shard blade is to take it from somebody, and there's only a set amount of shard blades. It, so but, you're inferring, you're inferring that there is another way to get a shard blade that's not through manufacturing. No, 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 no not exactly. I think 
she killed her father and her father had a sharp blade and so now that sharp blade is rightfully hers. Mm. And as to your previous uh one like uh what I just said response when you had said why doesn't she just sell the sharp blade? I mean the sharp blade is worth basically a kingdom. Right. From what I'm inferring. So like she could sell it if the guy, if the situation becomes that dire. But if they're trying to also hide the fact that their father is still alive, then right. it doesn't make sense for her to have a sharp blade, right? To be like, wait a second, right. that's your dad's sharp blade. So and I, I think I, I think I imposed you on this last time too. So now I, I remember what you're saying. Now that's fine, and I think there could be some validity to what you're saying. Um. But I, if if it's gonna happen like that, I don't think she has this shard blade now. I think she acquires one, in a fashion that we're not privy to yet. Has to. I mean, she just seems too important of a character not to either have a shard blade or shard plate, eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually she will obtain one, but not right now. Okay. Uh, I think you're wrong. I think she already has one, <laughs> but that's fine. And I honestly, that's fine. Um, you're wrong. I'm right. I mean, that's just the way <laughs> the world kind of spins, and I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, there, uh, I, I, okay. There's another event that happens, and I just I love this because I love like camaraderie stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for that. I don't care how many times you put it into books or stories. I, right. I just love good camaraderie. And Bridge Four, all of them getting the tattoos. Marking oh, them yeah. as free men is really yep. cool. I think there is a little bit of a foreshadowing, though, that uh, Kaladin can't seem to keep his, which he kind of did to himself with the whole Stormlight thing. I think it's because he mentally is still a slave. He but still you don't hasn't think it's because re- of the Stormlight healing I, him. Yeah, I mean, the Stormlight is healing him, but he did it himself. Right, oh, because so you he, think he's he pushing control. it out himself. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, he can okay, control okay. the Stormlight, right? It's not like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. pulsing in him, so... He, right. he did that to himself. Um, and I think it's I can because see that. I can he doesn't, see that. You're yeah. right. Um, you don't which is, say that often. Yeah. <laughs> but I also really am liking Moash a lot. And I think he's going to end up getting into a fight with Moash sometime here soon. There's obviously some past to Moash where, if you remember at the end of last book, I think Moash kind of hinted that he wants to kill someone in particular. Everybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically. He just right. hates all the light eyes. He wants yeah, to kill them and, all. Um, and I, I liked how Sanderson wrote it. He said something like, uh, Moash was the only true friend, really, that Kaladin had because everyone else kind of reveres him and looks up to him and, like, you know, mm-hmm. may turn him into a god, essentially. Moash is the right. only one that's, like, sees him, like, as an equal, kind of. And just, like, I, I, he just sees Kaladin as a really good guy as opposed to everyone else kind of seeing him as a as a god larger than life yeah yeah and which to for what it's worth the rest of bridge for treating him like that it, it makes sense i mean he is he's surge binding i mean they haven't seen that in millennia well not millennia but you know what i mean like they've been seen right. it for so long like yeah yeah like and they have religions literally around that so it makes sense for them to treat him right. the way that he is and which right. kind of really makes moash even more interesting that like okay so why aren't you treating him with reverence right exactly uh yeah i mean he's literally like floating in the air absorbing arrows and whatnot like he's he's doing a lot of stuff like i feel like you you could come around to really accept it but that he was a god yeah 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 right like like at least revere him a bit more 
I don't know. And so it, I think that just makes Moash more interesting that like he's seen some stuff for sure. Or he right. to, to the point where whenever he does seem like, you know, some serious power, he's like, all right, that's serious power. But he doesn't like revere him. You know what I mean? Right. If you know, you can it's like a, you can kill a God type thing. Right. Uh, so back to Shalon, though, um, I think she starts seeing another. A, a, another more shadowy figures and it turns out yasna has a bonded sprint as well he does okay are we reading the same book so i thought are, but you she so she has access to surge binding herself we know that this is this is fact right 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 so so we know that she has access to surge binding so meaning that she has to have an equivalent in Shadesmar, right? I mean, am I wrong? Like, I think that's how that works. Um, I don't know if that's like if she has like a shadow of herself in Shadesmar. I don't know if that's what no, that no means. not herself. I'm talking oh. about she actually is connected with a sprint or yes. whatever the yeah, pattern. Yeah. Whatever so in the same way that uh, Kaladin has Sil, right. I think she has someone. Right. So, but we never meet him. So this is what we're getting at, right? Yeah. Uh, but, we, but you didn't meet him, or we didn't. I don't because I never <laughs> thought we met him. No, I don't think we meet him either, but Yasna does kind of seem to drop like, hey, I have a sprint uh, okay. that I'm bonded to. Reread chapter three if you get a chance. Because no, that's well, what here. it is. But, let's see. Yeah, I just don't remember her. I know she, I know where you're getting the where you're coming from, but I, I think I guess I'm just having to wait for them to like say it outright. I didn't make the inference that she had a sprint. Um but you're right. She would have to have something. Yeah. Um to. so I just if, didn't get the I just it, didn't get the notion that he had named it, I guess you could say. So I have another uh thing to throw out there. The little um cassette recordings of the Almighty that Dalinar's listening to in his visions. <laughs> um those when he keeps saying unite them, I think he's talking about the radiance. Like unite the radiance again. We need the the knights radiant back, and we need the 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 what's it called? What were the leader of the radiance? Uh, the heralds. The heralds. We need the heralds back, united, ready to fight. And then we also, I think, when he said trust him, remember when he we uh, us and Dalinar, whenever he asked, well, "Hey, what about Sadius?" and then the Almighty unfortunately chose that moment to say trust him, um, mm-hmm. and we thought he was talking about. Sadius, I think he, when he's saying trust him, I think he's talking about Kaladin. And that's why oh. Dalinar has, like, Dalinar said himself, like, I have a weird reason to, tr- like, I have an inkling feeling within my heart to trust Kaladin. And I think that that's why. It's because and, yeah. of the visions. And, you know, I was actually thinking that it was unite all of the world. I thought it was. I, it, and it could still be that way, honestly. That's I'm, what I thought. So... And I'm still torn on the whole thing as well, you know. I mean, there's so many people he can unite, but realistically, like that, whoever he's having his visions with should know that, you know, it's it, it, uniting certain people probably isn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so they do mention in that that this is weird. Uh, there's some spren that are acting weird. Mm-hmm. Which okay, so is it possible that not all Spren are 
like I don't know how to explain this. That not all sprint are good. Is it possible that there are some sprint that are of I don't know who the bad god is. I'm at the moment. I'm guessing it's Odium. Maybe. And also, by the way, I think we got a little bit more confirmation. I don't remember which chapter that I think uh, the All Father, All Father, the Almighty. Sorry, not the All Father. Uh, <laughs> Odin, the All Father. Um, that the Almighty and Stormfather are not the same being. Yes, we did get confirmation on that, didn't we? Yeah, and it was kind of more subtle, and I think we're going to continue getting a little bit more more uh, obvious breadcrumbs, but we did get it within these six uh, chapters that I do believe that the All-Father, God dang, the Almighty, and <laughs> uh, I, I. so if the Almighty is the, is Tenevast, right, right, the God who died, then I think Odium is Stormfather, I guess. Are you sure? I no, I'm not sure at all. <laughs> but I'm not sure about anything in this series so far. But right. But anyways, in Dalinar's vision, he they talk about that the sprint are acting weird. Mm-hmm. And so, if they're acting weird, is it possible that Odium can corrupt them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I can see that. Do they see? And that's the thing; they don't, they don't name the sprint. You know, they don't give it a. Oh, they're corrupting this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Air or wind sprint or whatever. So my thing is, is, is it just a sprint for Odium? Does Odium have sprint, and then the Stormfather has sprint? Like, it, I'm assuming there's two gods at work here, right? Yeah. I mean, you would think that there's two shards at work. So. My thing is, is that the again, at two shards were working, or one shard split for, was it one shard that split into preservation and ruin, or that's two shards? Uh, that is, that's two separate shards. That was two, yeah. yeah. So that's that's where I came up with. I was like, okay, so there's two shards that work here, so they might have similar to the same system, but you know, they also have their own spren or and or magic abilities with said spren, or the same thing just given to different people. Um, yeah. Uh, so odium, if you look up the definition of the word odium, it doesn't mean like strong dislike, contempt, or aversion. Right. Uh, so there, that is like kind of like, you know, ruin, preservation, odium. So odium mm-hmm. is like one of like shards of creation, I guess, is probably the correct, uh, stormlight. Um, well, aren't they all attributes of creation? Yeah. Right. Like preservation, ruin, right. I guess, honor. Um, I don't remember the ones from Elantris because they don't really drop name drop them. No, they don't at all. I don't think. And I don't. I don't. I don't think they do that with Warbreaker either, if I remember correctly. I don't think they do either. Yeah. So. Well, they. You know what? They could have. We could have just missed it. it. It happens. Yeah. 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 Um. <clears throat> but. Yeah. So, Dalinar is also High Prince of War, so we need to be aware of that moving forward, and then. Which is a super cool title. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, dude, High Prince of War, like <laughs> High Prince of War. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, Sadius, his wife apparently is like a master spy, and she has some people <laughs> who has infiltrated some of Dalinar's camp. Not soldiers, apparently. So we do need to be aware of that. Not soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she exclusively said that there's definitely not soldiers, or if majority of them are not soldiers. But start. 
we need to start evaluating each character within Dalinar's camp to see if they are uh, they could be possibly spies. So we do need to keep our ears yeah. open for that. I think. I think what's his? Fa- I think the well, somebody in the royal guard. I think he's a. Sp- I think somebody in the royal guard's a spy. Well, wouldn't somebody that be a in- soldier, technically? Yeah, the, but that's wow. what I mean. Like, I think it is one of the royal guard that's one of the spies, and there's got to be servants, obviously. But I think somebody in the royal guard's a spy because I think. I mean, if you think about it, if she's a master spy, wouldn't you have somebody like that? That's like literally a hand's throw away from the king. Yeah. You'd have to. But I think that the, I. I don't know. That seems a little too obvious, I think. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'd have to see. Um, I mean, for all we know, it could be Moash, right? Like, he's just been planted there. By... Uh, but then how would they know that he would have gotten off Bridge 4? Um, I don't know. I mean, w- what if they like kind of corrupted him before all that? In the transition just, like, or yeah, whatever? Yeah, kind of keep him in their pockets, I guess. Knowing that Moash is like a high-ranking member within Bridge Four, that's my only idea. Um, but he does say that uh, that a lot of the other high princes do not like the proclamation that they recently, uh, that Dalinar recently made about like you know we're going to try and push to finish the war, like let's get this war done and go home. Oh yeah, uh, which true. a lot of the other high princes are not going to like that because you know culturally speaking, which I'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, because so, we were wrong on that. You were right. Um, you're going to bring up that the fellow on Discord, right? Yes, yes. So he, um, so he doesn't hate. Sorry, he he he's hoping that uh, the high princes continue to start really hating these proclamations, and then right. Yeah, he, he's. I think Sadius has come to the conclusion that we need to. At this point, we need to bring the entire Althgar down and then seize control Rebuild of the power it. of yep. essentially. Yeah. Right. Uh, and Which he, never works out, does it? I mean, in all of history, yeah. no, it's no, 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 tearing everything down usually never wakes up. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's the thing is that the power vacuum, it's so much chaos, right? That it's, you can't mm. really consistently like grab power, it, it's too difficult. You can't right. hold on to it. it you just, can't hold a, on to it. It, it, it. Yeah, the chaos is just, it's so much all over the place. You don't know who you can trust because everyone has their own like agendas, right? So when the chaos mm-hmm. breaks out, like, can you, can you like promise yourself that, yeah, I'm going to be there to seize control? Um, I don't think so. But anyways, I, I love the quote that he says, forge a new Althkar from flame and tears. That's just an epic line. I love it. I really hope we get more of Teravangian moving forward, though, because I like that dude's got me hooked at this point. Um, yeah, I don't. I want to know what he's got going on because obviously he's 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 doing all those things in secret. Um, so there's a backing. There's a group there that obviously, yeah. So is helping him. Um, there is one thing, a couple highlights that I want to go over. Uh, back in the prologue, this is Yasna when she's in Shadesmar. She wasn't strong enough to form the entire palace. She created only this hallway without even a roof, but the floor supported her, kept her from sinking. She opened her mouth with a groan, beads falling out to clack against the floor. Basically, it's like she had good enough uh, idea that, like, okay, I'm in a cognitive realm. Like, she's smart enough to kind of Realize mm-hmm. that whatever I'm like, 
my mind over matter, right? Like that I can mm-hmm. create things with my mind right now to protect myself at the moment. So that that was really cool to see. I, I'm really liking Yasna's character a lot. Uh, and I, like I said, I really hope we continue to get more POVs from Yasna because I think Shalon's POVs are really cool, especially when she starts like drawing. Right. But Yasna's is on another level, in my opinion. Uh, the other thing was, um, actually, this is back in, yeah, chapter one. When once humans and Spren bonded, the results were women who danced in the skies and men who could destroy the stones with a touch. So, yeah, I think this is, again, talking about the Radiance, and they were bonded with the Spren, which we kind of had some idea of before, but this seems like like confirmation that... Right. All the Knights Radiant were bonded with the Spren. So I'm guessing, okay, this is just me. If we're, we have all these like kind of pieces of the puzzle, putting a little bit together, we can get a little clearer, clearer picture. Right. I, I think the, the, the last desolation, right, and then the Heralds abandoning their post. I think when the Heralds abandoned their post, I think their Spren did not like that. And then they started getting corrupted by either Odium or some other force, or they themselves just got angry. And they started leaving, and which in turn meant that some of the Spren that were bonded to some of the Knights Radiant, they started leaving. And right. I think that's what happened. All the Spren that were bonded to these Knights Radiant, they just, they're like, all right, I'm out. And you know, I, I, and that's got to be, that's got to be right. I mean, the Knights Radiant, were, were like just pretty much like I want to say like a holding place for Spren. It gave him sentience almost, like you know what I mean. So once they saw that they were turning bad, when Spren could be all good for the most part, however we perceive that, um, they were like, okay, I'm out. This isn't fitting my need anymore, or fitting my, I guess, the way I want to live or be sentient. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I I agree. And which and, uh, and then I have I have one thing before. I mean, what what is the deal with pattern? I I don't pattern. I can't pattern as in like Galans. Galans. Oh right 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 yeah yeah no because I think they even use a capital P pattern right. I'm glad you brought this yeah. up. I think they use the word capital P, which I'll be honest, I think. This is very similar to how they use capital T thrill for Dalinar. I think right. they're because remember they 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 do talk about the Warnism religion, uh, that there is like certain things that you focus on. Like my focus was battle or creation or art or whatever. Right. Like they they did talk about that, that Adolin and um Renarin they kinda like chose certain things. I forget. But I forget what the word is, but it seemed like almost like a career thing, but it was like their focus in mm-hmm. their actual life. Yep. Uh, so I think that, um, what was it, the word that you used for Shalon? It was like capital P, what was it? Pattern? Pattern, yeah. So she yeah, has something she calls with pattern. pattern. Yeah, and then uh, Dalinar has some, like, you know, the thrill. Like when the thrill activates, almost like a berserker's rage. Right, so, so like my thing is that means that eventually does Dalinar get a sprint? Okay, so it would be, oh, I mean, could you imagine? So we already know, like, if I'm right, which I'm really like always <laughs> right, um, Shalon has a shard blade, so she could be the, one of the new Radiants. 
Kaladin almost definitely going to be one of the new Knights Radiant. The worst Kaladin, Kaladin shard blade. Kaladin, I'm sure was is going to get one. I'm if I was to guess, I'm going to guess he's probably going to get Oathbringer. Um, you think Arch he's going to take it back from Sadius? Yeah, and I think it, is that the one Clack had? Did Clack have Oathbringer? I don't know. Because if not, that's poetic justice. Um, but the thing is, Kalak, uh, he was just one of the heralds. I don't. I wonder if he's going to end up getting the 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 shard blade that was owned by the heralds for the radiant that he's going to be a part of. Um, because each herald was in charge of their own like little branch, their right. own little uh, knights. Do you think they're going to do that again, though? I think do you they think will. they're going to do the knights' order again because obviously that made that caused issues. So maybe it's just maybe he's saying unite them as in unite the heralds into one group, not multiple. Well, I I do think that it didn't work before because you know if something okay, so this is actually like a a more philosophical thing for life itself a lot of people think that if something doesn't work oh that we just need to throw it out and i think certain things need to be thrown out yes after mm-hmm. we've seen that they don't mm-hmm. ever work ever mm-hmm. uh those need to be thrown out but like if something doesn't work and it worked for like a thousand years but it kind of broke apart for, after a thousand years that's the people i would fault. say yeah i would say that after a time then maybe something went wrong with the people itself that were upholding it but i don't think that the 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 entity itself was really bad. If something falls apart like less than, you know, 30, 40 years, like maybe it wasn't that great. But right. I'm I'm assuming that the nice radiant have existed for centuries. Uh and yeah, I think that they failed, but doesn't mean that they were not necessary. And as we right. know, the Everstorm comes. So yeah, you keep saying it like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I I love the voice acting for the uh, the graphic audio, especially the unite them. Uh, oh, that's got to be beautiful. I don't have the graphic audio; I have the regular audio, and I suffer through the um, just wonderful people that do the graphic audio or non graphic audio. So I say oh, that loosely. The okay, so little bit of trivia for you: you know the voice actors for both uh, the man and the woman; they're actually husband and wife in real life. Are they really? Yeah, I forget. That's amazing. Um, uh, her name is Kate Redding, I think, and I forget the husband's name. But I was talking off air with Jordan that they're the voice actors for Wheel of Time audiobook as well. Mm-hmm. It's they can, like, um, I think it's Michael Kramer. That's his name, Kate uh, Redding and Michael Kramer. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, they they do a good job of narrating it and pronunciation and all that. It's just. I, I know for a fact that if I listen to the graphic audio, I'd have to have graphic audio on everything. Like just, yeah, just the way that honestly, you know what I mean? it's pretty, it's pretty epic. Um, my only I complaints. Have, I have graphic audio for, um, what is that? What's the white wolf Geralt, um, the last wish or something like that. And but, man, it's really good. Are you sure that they have graphic audio for that? It's either that or the or the next book, the blood high blood of elves or something, the blood of elves or something like that. They they had Witcher series. I think maybe uh, thinking of something else because I'm looking all right now. They don't seem to have anything for Witcher. No, I have I have a book. I can play it for you. (laughs) Yeah, show it to me later next time when we're together in person. But cool. That'll about cover from us for that episode. Uh, Next, words of radiance will cover from chapter six down to chapter twelve. Um, if I end up getting done with it more quickly, we'll go ahead and run through the interludes as well. But yeah, we'll do chapter six to chapter 12. I mean, there's five parts in total. So if we can break up each part in two episodes, 
I mean, we're going to finish it in 10 sittings, right? Which would be, I guess tw- that would be a little much, 20 weeks. Maybe we might be able to go a little faster depending on how, how big, because these, these books are big, right? They're not like, yes, yes. Like I'm looking right now at part three, it goes from 35 to 58. Like, so it's not something that I can just like rush through, but yeah. And then, you know, you want to, you take, I take a little notes now. That's why I like, I, I decided that I had to take notes for at least the book TV shows. I'm fine, but it's just, you get more out of it. You know, when you take a few notes, even if it's on your phone, that's why I wanted to bring up that pattern thing, because again, you know, it's, it's a confusing, you know, why they call them pattern. But anyways, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yep. So, and then next week we will be covering, uh, episode nine and 10 of, uh, house of dragons which I cannot Woo! wait to really get into. And oh, after God. that, as far as TV shows go, we will continue our trek through the greatest sci-fi show of all time, The Expanse. I'd have to say, though, after watching other sci-fi shows and getting turned on to The Expanse, which sounds odd, but Expanse really does do really well with the sci-fi. They yeah. they have enough sci-fi to make it sci-fi, but it's also fairly re- like realistic. Like, obviously, I don't have a sword and dragons and stuff. So, like, right, right. No, no, I know what you mean. There's more relatable information there that I can um, yeah. grasp. Yeah, they really did do their research really well. And for those of you who listen to our book episodes and not our TV show episodes, first of all, what's wrong with you? Know what I, mean? um, I do recommend that you guys, uh, if, you, if you're not going to follow along with the TV show episodes that we do here in the podcast – do it do yourself a favor and do definitely at least watch expands uh because man that i don't i'm not being exaggeratory when i say expanse is my top three favorite tv show of all time yeah it's um, pretty good i mean it's for me to say that and not really enjoy it at first like because again i have to get into it since right, it right. wasn't star wars and star yeah. trek like for me to get into it like yeah it's it's good i mean it's yeah. worth it's worth the watch even if you're doing an episode a night or two or whatever Honestly, an episode a night or two is probably the best way to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Back to but, back. Yeah. And I think you'll get to a point where you, you one episode just isn't going to do it for you, man, because there are some of these that are so good that you can't just stop there. Um, right. But anyways, yeah, we'll catch you all next time. Thank you, everyone. Peace.